1: This is the game on News Radio, KMAN.
2: K State fans, I can't help it. I can't get over the hangover. I feel like we should be in Houston for the Final Four. I really do. But I promise that's not the show today. My sadness that continues a week after losing in the Elite Eight to Florida Atlantic. Could have kept that rolling a little bit longer. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to try to let it go. We're heading to the weekend. The weather's really nice. And some craziness uh, is in the headlines today. But welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner alongside Troy Coverdale, just us two today. We're on it for uh, an hour and a half. We're out at 5.30. K-State Baseball coming your way against number 24, West Virginia, from Toyton Family Stadium. First pitch is 6.02. Pre-game is at 5.30. And remember, our podcast is now exclusively with Spotify. And uh, so if you want to listen to the podcast, if you've ever missed any of the show, search for The Game KMAN on Spotify, or you can, of course, find our podcast posted uh, through Spotify on News Radio kman.com all right so hangover aside some big news announced by the Kansas Jayhawks earlier today and here's the thing so the headline is Sean Snyder of course the son of former KCA head coach Bill Snyder amazing special teams coach four times he was named special teams coach of the year by various media outlets during Snyder 2.0, that's when he was the special teams coach. What was it, 2011 to 20? Not 2011, 2009 to 2018, was an, like an assistant special teams coach in 2019, first year under uh, Coach Kleiman, and then moved on to USC. And at USC, that 2020 COVID year, where USC only played six games, but I think the, uh, the Trojans had the best special teams the way graded
1: out, had special best special teams in, in football that, that was, year. Yeah, that was a case where he just got swept out with the wholesale change that took place.
2: Yeah, and then he had one more year at USC, and then last year was at Illinois as special teams coach. But the headline today is, believe it or not, Sean Snyder now special assistant to the head coach, that's lackluster Lance Leipold, at KU. So here is my reaction to that. It's WrestleMania weekend, right? If you thought heel turns only took place in wrestling, think again. I was shot when Hulk Hogan, he dropped that leg on Randy Savage at the 96 Bash at the Beach and joined up with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash to form the NWO. Shot. When Shawn Michaels threw Marty Jannetty through the window of the barbershop and broke up the rockers, stunned. When Seth Rollins hit Roman Reigns in the back with a chair, turned on the shield, I actually loved it. I thought that was great work, great storytelling. Love that heel turn. But what about Stone Cold Steve Austin? Speaking of WrestleMania, when he joined forces with Vince McMahon, he sold his soul to the devil. Shook hands with the guy. The greatest rivalry in wrestling history all of a sudden comes together at WrestleMania 17. Flabbergasted. But Sean Snyder, now the assistant to the head coach at KU. My reaction is, that's okay. It's fine. I'm, I'm honestly not upset about it. He's a coach. It's not like he went straight from K-State to KU, and it's also not like he's Bill. And I'm not sure what assistant to the head coach means exactly. Yeah, they've not detailed it yet. I mean, I don't think he's going to get coffee for lackluster, Lance. Uh, let's see. They, they kind of look alike. I don't think Lance needs a, a stunt double. Just imagine he gets in a fight with one of the referees, got to get a flag thrown, all of a sudden uh, Sean Steiner steps in little deception. Couldn't tell the difference. How many of you looking at pictures right now to see if they look alike? They kind of do. You know, they got the same hair thing, you know, balding up up top with the hair going around the side of the head. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. He's a coach. Maybe there was an opening. Maybe he wanted to be closer to home. We don't know the details about why Sean Snyder decided to go to KU. I mean, does it feel like you've been double-crossed? I don't know. It depends on you. To me, not really. It is weird that a consensus K-State All-American coached here for many years with his dad is now coaching for the rivalry, the rival. I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not upset about it
1: at all. couple of things in regards to that. For one, he wasn't even truly the special teams coordinator under Bielema last year. He was helping out in a case where their special teams coordinator was being treated for cancer. So it was a uh, a a friend doing a friend a solid, but unfortunately for him, that gig came open or that opportunity had the door shut on it when they began to work towards the 2023 season.
2: Hey, I, I mean, if, the, if this is in any way like... Like, Sean Snyder trying to get back at K-State for not being the next head coach. Like, we all thought might. You know, I think that's what the Snyders wanted, right? Sean to be the next head coach, maybe. It was always the rumor. Um, And, like, that's his way of getting back. I I don't think it'd be that kind of bad blood. That would be really weird if this was KU's shot at trying to get back at K-State football, trying to get a leg up. I mean, hey, good job on the hire. You know, I it'd be, you know, under the title assistant to the head coach. So
1: it's a, it's a weird title, especially for Sean Snyder. And it says nothing about special teams.
2: Right. But I would imagine, I mean, there's obviously, there's got to be mentor, mentoring in there, coaching in there somewhere. <laughs> it's got to, you know, I'd be shocked if there wasn't. This is not a big deal at all to me, at all. Like I said, I go back to, you know, he's a coach and he, he's gone a couple places before Or after rather, Manhattan, and before getting to Lawrence. He's right down the road. He's now a lot closer to his family, his parents, should say dad. Um, No, this is not a big deal at all to me. And I I don't think this is in any way a double cross. That's just my personal opinion. Doesn't hurt me at all.
1: It's a job. Those who think that it's a double cross already had in mind that there was double cross going on before he even left.
2: I mean, right. And I mean, people go coach or go assist at schools they've been rivals with since they were players. This is just a more high profile, of course, because Sean Snyder's name is on the stadium. Mm-hmm. So now it's gonna be Sean, uh, it's gonna be Bill Snyder family minus Sean Stadium. <laughs> Until he leaves Lawrence. Joke, obviously. <laughs> Consensus All-American from '92 to was it '91 to '92 and uh, became a coach in '94. Former Iowa Hawkeye punter for a couple of games. I don't have any problem at all with it. Now, what I do kind of have a problem with is Shock is smart being named coach of the year by the AP. Excuse me. Yeah, I give credit where credit is due. Shaka Smart taking Marquette. What was Marquette last year in the Big East? Fourth place? Fifth place? You got him to a two seed. Congratulations. Bouncing the round of 32, which is very Shaka Smart-esque. I mean, other than one year, I think, they've been, I think he's been to the tournament 11 times and just once. Has made it out of the round of 32. And of course, that was a final four at VCU. Sure. VCU went through Kansas to get there. Uh, the argument is, uh, of course, you know, if you put out a vote, who should get player or coach of the year? And I know, you know, Coach Tang is still up for the Naismith. He won the fan vote, which is really awesome. But if you put, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of evidence right there that if you put a vote up for the fans, for the regular people, to vote on, would you take Jerome Tang as Shaka Smart? It's going to be a runaway for Jerome Tang. We, the nation learned about the K-State story through the NCAA tournament with its great coverage. I thought the news, you know, what it took K-State to get there, was well documented as I watched the games back of the NCAA tournament. And I, the story on this, these airwaves has been repeated so many times. Keontae's back after two years gone, after collapsing while he played for Florida. Comes back, has an All-American year. Marquise Noel, All-American year. And by the way, just two players left from last year. Had to recruit 11 guys and 10 through the portal. Yeah, I think there's no doubt uh, Jerome Tang would win that award. Now at the same time, with my hangover and I wonder like, how, how's the team doing right now? How's Coach Tang doing right now? Because the Final Four starts tomorrow. And I came on the air th- saying, K-State fans, I feel like we should be in Houston right now. I bet deep down this coaching staff, Jerome Tang, probably thinking the same thing.
1: For the most part, they would likely be in Houston. It's also coaching convention weekend.
2: Yeah, Maybe. So allow me to rephrase, playing yes. in Houston yes. for the Final Four, and then taking on San Diego State for a chance to go to the national championship game. San Diego
1: State. Weird, <laughs> weird Final Four. I don't know. Strange Final Four. You
2: know, maybe I'm getting bailed out here because it is WrestleMania weekend, and I'll also be at K-State Baseball this weekend. Well, I mean, you know, Saturday, not Monday, but Saturday. Um, I was trying to remember, like, in 2018, 2010. I know 2010 I didn't, but 2018, like, did I watch the Final Four? Was I still hurting from K-State getting bounced by Loyola Chicago? Probably. But I feel like this hangover is uh, more than what it was in 2018 because that 2018 was, was over in the first half. This game against Florida Atlanta came down to the wire, and you're emotionally, hardcore emotionally invested until the very end. I'm sure this has been a rough week for the coaching staff. It has to be. Meanwhile, I got to say, though, the players, I saw them, uh, they were reading books earlier today or yesterday at an elementary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marquise Noel has now an endorsement and is doing ads for Wingstop. So that's a page out of the Aoka Lee book. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, I think this was on Instagram that uh, it was Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson doing an ad for TurboTax. Yes. And I got to say, I, I know it wasn't meant to be funny, but I did get a good laugh out of the, you know, out of the ad that they did. They, just, they reenacted the alley-oop against Michigan State, the reverse alley-oop, and then Keontae was going to say a tagline about TurboTax at the end. I liked it a lot. I got a good chuckle out of it because obviously I you know been around those guys all this year and know their personality, but it kind of feels like with their personalities, doing a commercial like that or just doing a spot for a for a sponsor or just for you know for NIL is stepping out of their comfort zone. Yeah. I think that's where I kind of get the chuckle. I also think Keontae Johnson is reserved around the media. When the media's not around, that's probably a guy that knows how to let loose. Sean Snyder, I can't imagine what that guy's like when he lets loose.
1: <laughs> I'd I'd have to get into that conversation with some other people.
2: It's and I say that after remembering when I saw video and I it became a GIF of Bill Snyder at the Big Twelve tournament and he's I think he's eating a pretzel. Yes. And my reaction was, whoa, Bill Snyder's eating? Something other than Com- Taco Bell? Completely right. Re- no, just eating in general. <laughs> the famous story is he wouldn't eat during the day because if you sure. eat, it'll make you tired. And then at night, Taco Bell's the only thing open, so he'll go hit up the drive-thru and head home or steam some vegetables. I remember seeing a video of uh, Bill Snyder have, like drinking a glass of wine, like Like, there was a picture of him drinking a glass of wine. I was like, wow. Like, that's just the side of those people that we love dearly Mm -hmm. that we don't get to see. Mm -hmm. And Keontae Johnson is the one on that team. They're like, yes, of course he's going to get like those NIL deals and he's going to get sponsorship or, you know, opportunities to be spokesperson, do some ads for, you know, I don't think it'd be like a national commercial, but like for Spotify, not Spotify, but uh, like Instagram, do like an Instagram post or an Instagram read or, a video or whatever. Like, can I, can I picture Kante Johnson in a national commercial? Eh, maybe. As long as there's not a bunch of cell phones in his face trying to record an interview, I guess. All right, when we come back, Sean Sunder wasn't the only football news around here or in the state of Kansas. Actually, I believe right now KU, or maybe it was a little bit earlier, was doing their pro day. K-State's pro day was earlier today. I actually got a bunch of takeaways. From that, and that's coming up next, including we're going to hear from Felix and Udike Uzama up next. I'm uh, big fan of Scorpions. Also, a band that's on my bucket list I've never seen live, and I think I'm actually running out of time to see them. Or was that White Snake? Maybe it's Snake that's done.
1: No, it's Scorpions that are, if they're not done, they're awfully close to it. Mm. Well, of course, a lot of those bands are now.
2: Girl. Five three seven thirteen fifty is our number. Are you upset that Sean Snyder is now working for
1: the Jayhawks? I'm not. I don't know, Troy. Are you? No, Does it I'm bother not. You? No, I'm. I'm fine with it because I recognize what the situation is. Everybody has moved on to another situation, and you know, times times have changed. Things have changed, and. You know, if the opportunity presents itself where he would be on staff at K-State, we'd love to have him. But that's not what the situation is anymore.
2: The uh, news from earlier today is Dennis Dodd that first reported it. That, uh Sean Steiner now special assistant to the head coach of KU. And again, I'd love to know exactly what that job is. If it's a special title for, uh, you know, For Sean Snyder, who's definitely going to be doing some coaching, I would imagine. Uh, Or is he getting coffee? I doubt it, though. All right, again, 537-1350 is our number. Uh, We got K-State Baseball coming up at 530. Pre-game coverage against West Virginia. Open up at the three-game series. Owen Borma is going to be on the mound for the Cats. And uh, first pitch will be at 602. Owen's been doing a pretty solid job after his first outing against Stephen F. Austin. was a little bit rocky. He is definitely now the Friday guy. He's going to put on a show today. Hopefully against a top twenty-five team in the West Virginia Mountaineers. And since we're off at five thirty, that means uh, number one song of the day will be here at hour number one. All right, let's jump to uh, Pro Day. K State football having its Pro Day, and guess how many teams of the NFL had a scout today at the new Shamrock Indoor Facility. And that would be all 32. That was not the case last year. So I think last year there was like, gosh, I can't remember, maybe half. Maybe half. I don't exactly remember, but I don't think it was at 20. I don't think they got to 20. Uh, I think that's a heck of a statement to tell you. K-State had a pretty good year.
1: In football in 2022, I know D. Scott Fritchin noted on Twitter it probably was a record today, having that many scouts.
2: I can't speak on that. That was my first, That was my second time going. I went last year, and of course, going earlier today. K-State was scheduled to have 13 guys work out. Now, I'll get to the injuries here first because really sad news. Uh, earlier today, during the workout, Eli Huggins. Was doing a footwork drill. And when it looked like he was coming to a stop as he was going forward, he dropped. Uh, And it was a left leg injury. He had to be helped off the field, putting no power on that left leg. Uh, Haven't heard anything official on what that injury is, but it didn't look good. Uh, To be be quite honest with you, it looked really bad. Really bad. Um, So, and I mean... Eli Huggins is the best. Really loved hearing from him at Tuesday press conferences. And by the way, an absolute beast of a returner when it came to nose guard. He was such a key part of the guys that opted back in and decided to come back for another year. Eli Huggins is the man. Uh, so I really hope everything works out for him. This is a heck of a speed bump right now, though, for Eli Huggins in this injury. Bad timing, no yeah, doubt. Really, really bad. Um, but like I said, I, again, I hope it works out. Uh, another one was actually Julius Brentz and his draft stock had really gone up since the Combine. Unfortunately, he was not able to work out today. He was wearing a wrap or something on his left hand. Uh, and he w- was not cleared to work out. So we didn't get to see Julius Brintz today. And another cat we didn't see today was, and I was surprised to hear this Malik Knowles. I, I shouldn't say hear this. I should say see this uh, because didn't get an answer as to why Malik Knowles a wide receiver did not work out today uh, for K-State's pro day. Uh, Everything started with the special teams. Deuce Vaughn, actually, I I didn't get to see Deuce Vaughn return some kicks, but they went outside into the stadium, and Deuce Vaughn was catching some punts, I heard, uh, because he he did get some advice that should probably work on his special teams game, which he did a little bit, not this year, but last year. So he was doing that earlier, and of course, Ty Zentner doing his thing. What I noticed about Ty, because I wasn't able to, I, I had an appointment this morning, so I wasn't able to, to get there for the special team stuff. Ty cut his hair shorter. It's now like down, it's still long ish, but it's down to the neck. I was like, Ty, that was your look, bud. I can always grow back out. I'm jealous. I, th- who was, I think I was talking to Lindsay about this last night. I don't, oh, we were watching Survivor. And there's a there's a contestant, there's a Castaway and Survivor named Jam Jam, but it's like spelled Yam Yam. Uh, he has a great full beard. Uh, and I was like, Lindsay, I wish I could grow a beard. She's like, you should grow your beard out like that. I was like, I wish I could. It just doesn't come in that well. My five o'clock shadow is as, is, is as far as it should go. It's a little bit longer than that right now. But also, I, I said there's, a, there's another guy on the show that has long hair. I was like, I wish I could grow my hair out long, but I can't. My hair just doesn't grow like that. All right. So, But I, I could imagine Ty Zinner just killed it. He's got an absolute boot for a leg. Wouldn't surprise me if he just went out there and killed it. There's no doubt about that. All right. When it comes to the 40-yard dash, Echo Boido stole the show. So I had my phone out. Everybody had their phones out, right? They're timing everything. They think they got the, uh, the hair trigger of a thumb to get things going. Stop watching your phone. I was, watch, I was using my phone. Echo, when I timed him, he ran a 4.3740. But according to some of the scouts, he ran a 4.28. If you're not familiar with combine numbers, that is blazing speed. That was, I thought, the best thing that Echo Boido... Well, actually, he said that's his best trait was he wanted to show off his speed. I gotta agree. My gosh, I guess I just didn't notice it. That speed that he has, great for Echo Boyder to show that off. Drake Cheatham, Josh Hayes, Robert Hints, all able to show off their talents. Don't really have a whole lot of break, uh, you know, uh, takeaways from what they did. They they all did fine uh adrian martinez threw around and i gotta say what i came out of that from watching him work out i think i think adrian today was pretty good i wouldn't say great he's thrown to receivers throwing various routes running various routes with no defenders and he missed some guys today he missed some guys in the in the medium routes the short passing game was fantastic the long ball, I think he just missed one. He put so many balls on the money when he came to the D-ball, but some of the medium uh, throws uh, were sometimes a bit long. Now, I hate doing things like that. this, but if I were to compare pro days, I would think Skyler did a little bit better. But Adrian was still pretty good. And I think Adrian's speed was about 4'6", when it came to the 40. And then finally... Oh, oh, I forgot about Cade Warner. Cain, Cain was work, Cade was working his ass off today, and he, he had his hair up in like this man bun. The man bun was just flopping around as he's running everywhere. I think that was my biggest takeaway about Cade Warner, but uh, he's definitely going to be invited somewhere. And then finally, he's definitely going to get drafted. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn's got some speed. uh, Where he clocked in, uh, I had him at about 4.4540. I think some scouts had him at a 4.540. Yeah, obviously not too bad at all, but he really showed off his pass route running, of course, his hands. But, man, Deuce Vaughn's feet. Deuce Vaughn's feet is so electric. And I'm glad there's a reason all 32 scouts for the NFL was there. And I'm sure mostly was to see Felix and D.K. Uzama and especially watch the talent of Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn did not disappoint one bit. As expected, Deuce Vaughn did not disappoint. All right, from today's Pro Day, Us Media, we got the chance to talk to Felix Andy DK Uzama. First asking is how he felt the day went.
0: I felt like it was pretty good. I felt comfortable with everything. The drills was fine. Um, just basically playing football and finally doing drills that um, relate to football, and I'm happy about them. At this point, have you kind of spoken to about every team in the
2: process? Uh,
0: Yeah, I think i spoke to every team. Um, yeah, I have spoken to every team in this process. Um, just get to communicate with them, see how they are, see how their defense is. It's just a uh, really joy to just communicate with all of them.
2: I think through team's process team. is fun under any circumstances, but to know the draft is in Kansas City, how much does that add to it?
0: Oh, my God, it's a, it's a dream. Honestly, I remember last year all around this time, figured out that it's in Kansas City, and then I was just like, okay, I, I – I need to get out. I need to um, show what I can do this season. I need to um, do the best I can so I can um, be able to make a dream and make p- people in my, in my city happy to get drafted in Kansas City. How fun was it to be back with your teammates and just, like you said, get back out of the football game? Uh, it just things. felt like, I mean, I felt like it, it, it didn't feel like I missed, missed anything. Like, I felt like I literally saw them yesterday at Alabama, like, playing Alabama. Like, it, even though it was three months apart, I, it didn't feel like any, like, distance anything like that because i'm really close with them i talk to them almost every day really even when i'm training and everything like that because we all build a brotherhood so um it didn't it didn't feel like i missed anything like i'm gonna forever be with them forever be with my teammates um for life honestly so i'm just glad i just had the experience with them
1: was there anything specific you wanted to prove to scouts after your college career
0: after my college career that i can move in space because obviously the type of defense we um run it didn't allow me to go out in space drop and stuff like that so that's the point for today was just basically showing that um, I, I'm able to be a, the type of edge rusher to move in space, and I can play really um, down on the line, rush a passer, and um, be able to drop. Maybe not a specific team, but is there a system maybe that you kind of feel like you're a defensive system that you feel like you gel better with? Honestly, I like to learn anything, honestly. Um, it doesn't matter who, what system. I like to be a part of a system that helps me be better for me to basically win games, honestly. Um, that's the type of player I am. I, I'm, a, I'm a guy that I like to win. Um, i like to be my put myself in the best position to help a team out just to win games no matter what i feel brooks was saying he was already looking for tickets for the draft to be out there in kansas city uh have you getting all the response a lot of people coming out or what are your plans for the draft day uh i got a lot of response if i get invited to a room i'm definitely gonna go because that's dream country union station i've been there thousands of times it's just it's crazy that it's gonna be for the draft. but if not i live 10 minutes away so i'll just be in my house just watching with family and close people um with me just watching it in my house really so it's that's the joy about having it in kansas city so it's just the best of both worlds even if i don't get invited to the green room what's kind of response did you get any response or any feedback today from some of the scouts i heard you saw you talking to a couple of them over there uh they were just saying that i did a really good job um that they think that like basically that i really did a good job that i proved out and i showed out today so i'm happy that i said that and it's an honor just to hear them say that to me how excited are you about what comes next and kind of that next chapter in your life um, I'm pretty excited, but I still want to, I don't want to be overexcited because overexcited, you lose focus, so I'm still, I'm still, um, I'm still locked in what's the goal, I still locked in to get better every day, and yes, the time's going to come once I get drafted, but at the same time, once I get drafted, it's, it's back to work, it's back to being the best player I can be. Are there teams out there that you've had good communication with, or is there, uh, are, are there more than, I don't know, are there several teams you've had good communication with? Yeah, it, it's, been a, it's been quite a few. Um, a lot of teams have like really good interest, like at the Common and everything. So it's been quite quite a few. Um, I can't really name that much names down, but it's been probably over like 10, 10, 15, so, which is it's an honor, honestly. It's a blessing that um, I want to thank God, obviously, all the time, just to, that I'm in the position, honestly. I would not change it for the
2: world. Once again, that's King, Felix, Andy DK Uzama. There's no doubt about it going to be drafted coming up either April 27th, 28th, or 29th in Kansas City, Missouri from Union Station. Uh, I can't give you a great estimate right now on where Felix will be drafted. Uh, That'll be, of course, more news coming in the next few weeks about where Wildcats could potentially land, but it feels like at least three. Should be at least three cats right now that should be taken in the NFL draft. All right. We'll take a break, and since we're off at 5.30 for K-State Baseball, that means number
1: one song of the day after these words. Back on the game for a final few moments of our number one shortened hour, just a half hour, in fact, coming up after the top of the hour news break as we've got K-State Baseball coming your way tonight. The Cats matching up with West Virginia, the opener of a three-game stint at Twainton Family Stadium between the clubs. Big weekend for the Cats, an opportunity to build on what is a 4-2 and two start in Big 12 action. West Virginia comes in number 24 in the country. They've not played a conference game yet through two weekends. As for the Royals, off today. They'll resume their series against the Twins tomorrow afternoon at Kauffman Stadium. Game three of the series then on Sunday afternoon. Neither of those games will be heard on K-Man because of K-State baseball coming up over the next couple of days. Rough day for the uh, for the Royals yesterday afternoon. Pablo Lopez was one of the key pieces to a trade that the Twins had in the offseason, and it paid off in a big way for them just yesterday alone. He utilized a sweeping pitch that ran away from hitters for the most part in the lineup, And that breaking ball was working with the wind yesterday at Kauffman Stadium and kept the Royals off balance to the point that they only managed two hits. That means that, well, yeah, it wasn't a good day. (laughs) It was not a good day by any stretch of the imagination. All told, yesterday the Royals struck out 11 times, but the most frustrating stretch was the bottom of the fifth Kansas City finally gets something going. They get runners on every station, only to have MJ Melendez ground into a double play. Ended the threat, and right out of the box to begin the sixth, Byron Buxton triples. Minnesota's able to claw out a couple of runs against Zach Grenke, and that was all she wrote yesterday for Kansas City. So they'll try to go 161-1 and one from here on out as they get back at it tomorrow afternoon.